live from the tobacco pouch. Right it's Smoking Sounds, your ultimate destination for a harmonious blend of cigars and music. If you're passionate about the rich aroma of a fine cigar in one hand and the rhythms of your favorite tunes in the other, you found your new audio heaven. Whether you're a seasoned aficionado or just taking your first puff, Smoking Sounds is your guide to a sensory experience like no other. So sit back. Relax and let the intoxicating blends of tobacco and melodies ignite your senses. What's up, everybody? I'm Sean, one of the hosts of Smoking Sounds, and joining me is a man who needs no introduction. <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. It's the Macho Man, Justin. Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> I take the belt from Hogan every time. Dig it. Ring, Brother. Ring, ring the bell over there, Justin. <laughs> oh, I, I, you, I, I, I've dropped my ringer. Said so, The following go. is scheduled for one fall. Hello, everybody, and uh, uh, welcome to another episode of Smoke and Sounds. We, we, missed, our, we missed our New Year's um, uh, broadcast, but here we go. Now, we, are, we have left the safety and confines of the Carhole Lounge. We yes. are live in the tobacco pouch here at uh, what 51st and Harvard. Yes, 51st and Harvard. I've been we, pre-gaming, so I don't know where I don't know where the hell we, I am. We are at the tobacco pouch, and uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to Michael and and, and Alex and and I believe Steve, the owner. I, thank you so much for letting us be here, um, invading your space on a Tuesday and uh, record this live. We've got. Uh, some guys here with us. Jake, one of my friends, just showed up. He'll jump on with us here in just oh, a little right bit. right on. Um, right on. But we have been coming to the Tobacco Pouch since 1997. 97. I had my very first cigar at the Tobacco Pouch. It was a Punch Maduro Maduro. And Justin even said to me on the way over, he said, well, you see, you don't take your own advice. And I said, well, you're the one that sold, told me to get it. Well, that's true. That's true. See, yeah, I, I should have started him out. But, you know, if you start him out kind of on the heavier tip, well, you know, it's just it's just um, onwards and upwards from there. Uh, yeah, 1997, folks. Uh, yeah. And um, there were guys in here playing dominoes and just having a good time. Now, we're going to get into that here in a little bit about places like this. Now, um, as I've mentioned before, we we stepped over here. We we had a little uh, pregame pregame meal, uh, you know. And I had a pregame now, what Yingling. What's pregame? Did you? Huh? Am I on? Yeah, you're on. Yeah. What's so, a pregame, Justin? Well, pregame is like uh, what you. So I smoke and drink before I smoke and drink. <laughs> you know. So oh, so so sitting in right now uh, uh, with us is uh, Miss Jessica. Hello. And. Uh, now, believe me. Once we get her to talking, folks, you're gonna you're gonna say Sean and that other guy. But what did Jessica think? So yeah, that so, is not true. So uh, <laughs> so well, well, let's let's go around the room here. So what I have my pipe today. I have the uh, low end and affordable pipes, uh, corn cob pipe. Now what I'm smoking is the uh, from Hearth and Home from Pipes and Cigars. It's called First Snow. It's a, a burly heavy blend. Really uh, woodsy, real earthy. Um, Sean, uh, what what you got? What I, you got, brother? I just lit up a My Father Habano, and uh, I it's almost like a Churchill. It's not exactly a Gordo, uh, but uh, Michael uh, said it was a good cigar, and and you know I just lit it up, and so far it's I'm enjoying it. It's uh, got it. I was go I expected to get a little spice right after lighting it up, but it's. 
It's it's just it's just hit me just right. So did you say that was a Habano wrapper? Yes, it is a my father um, Habano, and uh, okay. uh, we got Jake is here. We'll get a mic over to him here in a minute. He's loading up a, a pipe right now. Also known as a horsehide historian. Uh, more on his story to come. I'm okay. so thankful that he was here. I told him uh, he was gracious enough to come and spend a little bit of his evening with us. And I told him, you know what? I might get a little emotional here with everybody. Oh, my gosh. Well, now, now, now to, to complete the circle, now, uh, Jessica, I, I actually talked her into a backwoods, uh, sweet aroma, uh, you know, little little uh, little rough cut cigar looking thing. And, and uh and yes, those of you who are keeping track at home, uh, I've got lots of cards and letters, which is kind of unusual, considering we do email and text. But still, right. I get cards and letters from weirdos. They say, does this mean? Well. There, wait a minute. Does this mean there's no couples smoke this year? No. And it does not mean that at all. No. It, Valentine's it, Day is coming up. So, so we are, uh, we're looking forward to that. Um, next week, we have a, we have a very, we're going to be, uh, again, the car hole lounge is going to be empty. Um, that's right. But, uh, but, uh, they, Sean and Jessica both will be part of a uh, couple smoke. Uh, I know again, got lots of cards and letters about that. So, so, so Jessica now, now how's that, how's that hitting on you there? That, uh, sweet ar- aromatic from uh, backwoods. I'm actually very pleased with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not very strong. Um, it's definitely something I can handle. So I'm liking it. And, and now, now she now she was scared because she said, "Oh, I, I I only do those those little cigarillos like with the tip." That's right. I was to say she stepped out of her comfort zone. I tell you, see, but now see, the tobacco pouch is doing something here. Now, okay, so you can take me out of context. Start recording here for the for the for the reels. Uh, she, <laughs> she has gone tipless. Uh, so uh, okay, stop recording. Okay. <laughs> so um, listen. At, at, before we kind of get into all this, I wanted to make an announcement. I'm very, very, very excited to announce we have partnered with Dirk over at CigarsForBeginners.com, uh, an excellent source uh, for any cigar smoker. Um, you can find Dirk on all the social medias at Cigars, the number four beginners, uh, and that's CigarsForBeginners.com. And he was gracious enough to put a tab to our podcast at the bottom of all of his website pages. Oh, yeah, so that's so cool that, is, that he yeah, did that. Yeah. yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, um, that almost sounds like a singing. I was using it as a wrestling thing, but it almost sounds like a singing bowl. You guys yeah. know singing bowls uh-huh. are? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like and then or you like would, a gong, yeah. like yeah. meditating. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we got always got to give our shout-outs to Matthew at budget.cigar.smoker. Our main man, the crazy gringo, J-Ram, crazy gringos underscore cigars. Cigars with Kevin. Hey, Ben and the boys over at the Leaf Cutters. And uh, got to say a big special hello to Carrie at cowboy hd11 he messaged me and he said man is this going to be live like i can jump on and watch you and i said no nah, it'll be the episode will be out uh, first thing tomorrow morning and uh, he said he is uh, patiently waiting for the, to go. release he cannot wait to now, hear now what's also store. now we had circ- due to circumstances beyond our control um by the way nick i hope your wife gets to feeling better oh yeah uh, beyond our control there was a rumor about this being on the video uh, now we weren't able to make that happen this time, uh, but uh, we are still working on that. So uh, we're gonna, we're definitely gonna pregame and think about I that. I could have still done it. I just was kind of 
you know, I'm just not as good as Nick. Well, hey, <laughs> Nick's an executive producer now. Right, so. right, right. By the way, yeah, he he was promoted to executive producer of whatever that thing he does, whatever yes. it is. He 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 he. he he produces it executively. He is an executive producer for Deep Fort Productions, and they shoot a lot of hunting and fishing television shows for the Outdoor Channel. Now, is that Deep Fork? Is that so you can get the, the temperature of the meat? Or is that something else? That's no, no, no. Okay. no yeah, this it's is something from, else. Yeah, it's, it's you're, you're thinking about his uh, his uh, pitmaster. Oh stuff. yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Go ahead, Jessica. No, it's okay. Nick is a, <laughs> Nick is a man of many talents. And and so is the gentleman over here with us, Jake. We're going to get him on the mic here in just a second. We'll get a mic and over to he him. You can have my mic. Are you sure? Yes, I'm positive. Okay. Well, I'll let you guys play musical chairs. And Justin, so uh, I got the My Father going here. You're smoking a little, uh, was it First Snow? First Snow from Hearth and Home, available at pipesandcigars.com. And we just happened to get our first snow today a yeah. little bit, yeah. And so, so we had a lot of people who... Uh, you know, maybe wanted to make it. They were kind of scared of the snow and stuff this morning. And uh, so, but um, but definitely, so, you know, we wanted to uh, come out here to the tobacco pouch and kind of get, you know, get our first, uh, this is our very first remote of anything. So normally we're at the car hole lounge. Yep. And even then people still go through tables. Even then people, you know, uh, that kind of thing happens or, 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 or they try to take my, Tennessee Backyard Championship heavyweight uh, <laughs> ch uh, champion belt. So now we have another uh, guest with us today. Uh, sir, in, pl please yeah, introduce, we're, we're introduce gonna, yourself. As he gets his headphones on here, this okay. is um, – I will let him introduce himself. But, again, this is one of my longtime friends, and I'm, I'm just beyond thrilled that, that he uh, made the, the trek out here uh, to, to be here with us tonight. And so I will let him introduce himself. Hey guys, thanks for having me tonight. Oh yeah, thank you. Well, my name is Jake Cornwell. Um, I'm a longtime Tulsan. Uh, I'm an aficionado of all kinds of history related to the state. Uh, Cletus and I go back, actually, do they know you as Cletus? <laughs> they do now. <laughs> I was going to say, who's Cletus? Yeah, that's, a, that's a, my, one of my old nicknames. Long, I, long no, time I shouldn't ago. Say, I shouldn't say that is my old nickname. That's not, that is the only nickname. Well, I've known him as Cletus since the early 1990s, at yeah. least. I don't see him yeah. as a Cletus. I, you know, I, I, I don't see that. I, but okay, go, well, I'm sorry, go ahead. That's a story for another episode. Right on. Well, we're longtime friends. Uh, we've been quite close for many, many years. Uh, we met a long time ago in running the streets of Creek County and yeah. Sepulpa and, and Mounds and Kiefer and all of those areas. So, um, but... Cletus has talked to me about his podcast for quite some time, and scheduling just never worked. And he uh, had mentioned that he was doing this here at the Tobacco Pouch, and I'm a longtime customer of here too. I'm right actually on. smoking yep. right on. the pipe that right that I'm smoking tonight. I I purchased it here, and I buy buy all of my tobaccos from here. So okay. hey. so so what kind of pipe is it, and what do you got in the bowl? Uh, let's see, which one is this? Uh, it's a French one. I uh, forget what's EWA. I forget uh, the name of it, but uh, EWA. Uh, Extreme Wrestling Association. That's right. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, I okay. bought this. Oh, I don't know, about five years ago, four or five years ago, and it's uh, it's actually my favorite pipe, and uh, my favorite tobacco here is the English Aromatic. But uh, is that from I, the Sutliff, or do you know? Uh, I buy it by the ounce here, gotcha. so uh, okay. but it's a 
What is it? Yeah, Sutliff yeah. Tobacco Company. Right. Yeah. The the uh, now the other one I I don't know if you I don't know if they have it here is a very similar. It's called uh, HGL from Lane, and it's a real close. When I'm in the mood for an aromatic English. And you'd be surprised how often I am, especially <laughs> post-game. You've heard yeah. about pre-game. There's also post-game. Uh, aromatic just kind of hits the old spot. It's kind of, uh, for those of you who don't know, and let, let me let me make sure we're all on the same page. Um, it's think of it like a like a black Cavendish, like a BCA, but with uh, Latakia. So it's kind of smoky and sweet. Uh, the aromatic English has has a has a, a little bit deeper flavor profile than the HGL but uh, so now would you say that's uh, that's your go-to yes yes this uh, Sutliff I've been smoking for oh probably three or four years and my best friend and I are both um, uh, avid pipe smokers we used to be cigar smokers primarily but then uh, we got starting to be jonesing for looking more academic, so we started <laughs> uh, we started looking into pipe smoking, and he's uh, he's much more in depth than I am. But uh, actually, he teaches me a lot of the stuff I know about pipe smoking. But uh, he's just recently started getting me on canned uh, tobaccos, and he brought me one from North Carolina called Cornell and De- uh, Cornell and Deal. It's the Chenette's Cakes, um, and uh, it's a mild one like the aromatics that I like, and so I'll be smoking this later. See, that tells me I need to up my uh, prescription on my readers because I thought it said Cornwell's blend. I I was like, dude, Jake's really fancy over here. He's got his own blend of uh, pipe tobacco. I tell you what, man. I mean, you you talk about about bougie. Hey. Um, So... I'm going to have uh, to step up my pipe game. Mm-hmm. That that uh, If my wife wasn't here, I would go over there and buy that Peterson Dracula pipe for $129. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but uh, now, now, just so uh, – now, now, Mr. Jake, now we have – a lot of our people are either beginner cigar smokers or beginner pipe smokers. Now, they do have a blend over there called uh, Habana Daydream, and it has cigar leaf in it, so it's kind of it's trying to be the best of both worlds. And coincidentally, it too is put out by Cornell and Deal, uh, so that might be something. You know, if you ever want to kind of, uh, well, I guess there's no other way to say it. If, if you ever want to go both ways, yeah. um, the the Habana Daydream might be the might be the way to go. Again, so stop the reels right there, so you can. I, so I always encourage him to take me out of context for, ah. for, for Facebook and all that. So, but uh, Habana Daydream by Cornell and Deals is, and they have it here. Okay. Um, now, also, um, uh, one of my favorites is that they have the the their Balkan their what I can't remember what they even call it, but the, they have a Balkan blend here, which is um, essentially. So English has Latakia, mm-hmm. and uh, Virginia's and. and so what what's the difference between that and a, and a Balkan blend? Well, it, the Balkan is more Oriental tobacco forward, like might have Turkish, might have Macedonian. Uh, so that's kind of the distinct. Both have Latakia, both have Virginias. It's just it just matters which one is forward. If it's Virginia forward, it's English. If it's Oriental forward, it is a Balkan blend. Okay. Hey, and, and Jake did not mention that he also uh, we play. On a Sandlot team called the Tulsa Rumblers, big shout out to them, and and we'll get into this a little bit longer and, and a little bit later in the episode. Justin's going to talk a little bit about third spacing, and I'm not going to pretend like I can do it justice. But uh, um, 
I have had the distinct honor of sharing the baseball diamond, the Sandlot Field, with, with uh, the Horsehide historian here for going into six seasons with the wow. Tulsa Rumblers. What's your position, Jake? All of them. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> just, just wherever they need you. Yeah. So, <laughs> wherever they let me, let me play. Oh, I got you. So, so, Sean, now, now where do you re- – I, I, you strike me as more of a catcher. Well, I – well – I try to be, you know, <laughs> listen, at 40 something years old, the knees aren't what they used to be, but you know, it's, um, it's more about, it's kind of, so this is where I wanted to kind of take this anyway, it's cigar smoking and what we're doing here at the, at the tobacco pouch tonight, being out on the sandlot field, to me, the cigars and the baseball are almost secondary to this, the community. The conversations, the camaraderie, the the relationships, the friendships that you build. That's what I enjoy most about. Yeah, well, <laughs> they, they are some guys that can pregame pretty hard in Sandlot, too. You know? I, I imagine, yeah. My, my, yeah. my, bro- um, my brother the, used to play There have been Sandlot teams or games where guys are rounding third and puking on their way to home. Oh, my gosh. And, wow. Um, and that was after somebody walked. You know, so. <laughs> um, they're one of my favorite teams. There was a, um, a docu- documentary put out on one of the teams, and, and a guy in there says, when he's talking about Sandlot, I, I loved what he said. He said, the worst thing that can happen is you actually hit the ball and have to run to first base. Oh, really? That, that is such, to me, a great description. Now, I'm not the historian that Jake is, nor do I even want to pretend to be. Um, but, again, the podcast, the cigars, the pipes – uh, Chase just walked in from the Tulsa Pipe Club. We're going to get him hey, on here. Yeah, we'll get him. Um, but you know, it's just been. I have some pictures from when we played our, our our first game. At we got to play at One Oak Field where the Drillers play, and I got to catch and Jake was pitching. And to me, that that's a highlight of my life. You know, that I, made me feel like I was 10, 12 years old again. You know? So <laughs> anyway, um, shout out to the Tulsa Rumblers. Love those guys. So when is it? When it, okay. So so for those who who don't know, uh, when's it, when's the uh, first game of the season, or when is the season open? <laughs> well, like, that's kind of hard to explain. It's complicated. It's kind of like the season's always open. It's never closed. Um, there's just some breaks in between. Okay. So so if if any of our listeners want to come out and cheer you guys on to to well, dominance, for, well, forget about cheering us on. If you want to be part of a club, come out. On Sandlot Sundays, bring your glove and uh, come have some fun with us. Dude, I'm so there. I, I play right field. Okay. Right on. We'll put you out you there. You don't have to worry about sun getting in my eyes, baby. Because <laughs> only one of them works at, anyway. So yeah. You're going to be looking like Smalls off the, off the Sandlot with a big shiner. <laughs> so, so, okay. So, right. so do you, you want me to go ahead and second? Yeah, uh, go ahead and, and kind of mention that. And then we'll, right, we'll so let Jake kind of talk about some things. You know, so well, Jake. Hey, I'll, dude, I'll let you go first, man. Yeah. What do you What do you want to talk about? What do you? I mean, you're 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 here. Gracious I'm just here to, for all the fun, guys. Well, oh, gotcha. the, the fun started when you walked in. Hey, I tell you what. <laughs> so, so, all right. Well, I tell you what. Let me. Let me. I wanted to cover this because because we're here. Yeah. And it's a nice n- nice uh, environment and stuff. So, so there. This concept is called uh, third space, and we've lost it thanks to COVID. And this is especially important for uh, you gentlemen. Um, and you'll see what I mean here in a sec. So first, your first, uh, now third space, um, this has nothing to do with baseball, has nothing to do with your dating life in high school. 
This is third space. So that's right. <laughs> right. So your first your first space, of course, is your home. You where you and your family live. Now, a lot of times your church comes into that first space because home is where you minister to other people, you're ministered to, you love them, they you know what I'm saying? So that's why church actually counts as part of first space. So you can't say now your second space is where you work. Now you spend a lot of time at work. Uh, you know, over if you look at your week, if you look at your month, look at the hours you spend at work, probably greater than first space, actually. Now, what I'm encouraging us to think about and to start doing is third space. Now, we used to have it, and that is a place like this where you come and smoke. You can come and just kind of kick back, and you don't really have to minister to anybody. No one really has to minister to you. Uh, it's a place where you can just sort of... Uh, be well yourself and be sort of uh, I, I I don't want to say uninhibited uh, but 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 you but you don't have to worry like this is a place you don't have to watch your language you don't have to worry about little pictures or whatever they say and uh, and that sort of thing now the reason why I say gentlemen gentlemen the reason why I say this is important to you is because this is a, a third space is essential for for our uh, mental health. Now, you ladies, and this isn't every lady ever, 100%, you know, but you ladies can do much better by, uh, you can do as well, I should say, by calling one of your friends talking and talking about your, your problems. <laughs> you know, yes. so you can, you're, you're, you're very good, but guys, we are doers. See, as I talk and load the pipe or whatever, we are doers. We, if we just sit and talk about our problems, they never really go away. So, so third space is a place, maybe not to talk about your problems. Don't come in here and start whining and bitching about everything. <laughs> but, but you step away from your problems. You step away, and, and then when you step back, you have a clear perspective. And that's what guys need. They need a third space. Now, some people say... Okay, I'll build a man cave. I got a man cave going. Uh-uh, that doesn't count. You know why? Because you're still at home. All the little kitties came out and said, Daddy, he started it. Daddy, he's did, you know, and the, mom's, and the mom comes out, when are you going to help me with these dishes? And, you know, that laundry's not going to do itself. That sounds like the Carhole Lounge. Well, yeah. So, so that's why that's still not. So you need a place where you go that's, that's other. And now when COVID came, of course, we had to stop doing all that. Everything got closed. But it was kind of disappearing before then. <clears throat> now, uh, a bar can be like that. You, maybe you meet and uh, have a drink and watch sports. Um, uh, certainly a place like this where you can meet and smoke and uh, just talk and, and all that. Uh, so it, it has to be somewhere other. It, it, you want the other. Now, the, um, uh, the, the, another important aspect of third space is that... Uh, it must be consistent. If you come in here like once every 90 days, eh, you, don't, you don't really build up any relationship. You don't really get to know people. You don't really get to know. So it has to be, I would say, at minimum once every two weeks. And you say, well, how can I fit that in my schedule? I got so much to do. That, you know, I, I understand that. But, but that's what I mean. So one, but at least every two weeks, you go a place like this and, uh, or, or even a bar... Now, 
coffee somehow doesn't have the same vibe to it. Coffee is kind of more, uh, that's actually kind of more for, for the ladies, believe it or not, because it's more like you just, like you talk and drink coffee. I mean, there, you know, there, there might be music in the background and that kind of stuff, but, but it's really more of a, uh, to me, coffee shop is more kind of uh, feminine. Uh, you know, certainly guys can enjoy coffee. <laughs> certainly they can. Oh, but, Justin. but, uh, but, uh, but coffee. So coffee shops don't count. Um, go, hey, go get your. Hey, no one loves a fine Italiano espresso, a grande americano more than me. <laughs> Sounds like you've been to a few coffee shops. You know, especially now. I, I'm I'm all caught up on my Fraser episodes, Uh-oh. so so I know how to edit half calf with the cinnamon sprinkles and all that. So I can expect to not be getting more Fraser pr- uh, promotions on my. Well, on my I hope not. Medias. I hope not. Well, hey, you're the one who subscribed to Paramount Plus, which has the reboot. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, but so anyway, so guys, so, so listen, I want you to think about and. Uh, uh, again, it's third space where, and that's what guys need, and they need it for their mental health. They need it for to be able to step away and to then step back into their lives, and they, they usually come at it with a fresh perspective. Um, so that's what I wanted to kind of talk about. And actually, you know, who, you know who where I got this concept. It's interesting. Uh, it, this is not original to me. This is um, from a lady called her name is Sarah Don Moore. She's on YouTube, and actually, she's a dating coach, and she, it ba- she basically helps men like you know find the love of their life and stuff like that. But I but I happened to to hear one of her uh, videos, and she was talking about that because she's also kind of a men's rights advocate and that sort of thing. Uh, so anyway, so that that's where I kind of got that. Uh, so third space uh, where you go and do something. Maybe you go and play pool. Maybe you go, uh, you know go all Frasier and get the chess club going. Uh, but, but, uh, you, ha- so guys have to be, be doing something. We, we, that we don't just sit and talk about our problems. We, we kind of talk, talk and do talk and do. I got to insert something in here. Right on. Uh, Debbie, Justin's wife. Um, so she can't see the video, but so I am, I feel like obligated to tell you when he said <laughs> love of your life, he rolled his eyes, <laughs> shook his hands. <laughs> like, Love your life. That's not important. <laughs> Which we all know that is not true. <laughs> Justin is a great husband. <laughs> See, uh, so, so yeah, so the the Sandlot baseball diamond would be a great third space. Right, exactly. You know, and so uh, you know that, and that's why guys go. To, so, so, by the way, ladies. So if you're, you know, if your husband wants to do that, understand that's part of what's going on. It's not it just you know he wants to get out of the house, wants to get away from you. Part of that, what's going on, is that he wants to. Uh, find that third space and it's important to uh, let him have that uh golf like you you know golf on saturdays uh can be another again you're talking doing preferably smoking hopefully drinking (laughs) see a lot of action see men men, we are men of action so um sounds like a lot of pre-gaming well lord we we can only pray that there is do you guys agree with well, I mean, I think that I think that it makes sense to have um, a place to go where you, because I agree with that. You know, men are we're kind of doers, we're fixers. You know, and that's why when 
a situation arises, whether it's in your relationship or with your kids, the first thing you want to do is fix it because you need to be doing something about it. Right. So I, you know, and I can see how coming to the tobacco pouch and having a cigar and, and having conversations with people you never met or going out to the baseball diamond and swinging a baseball bat, you know, it can it can relieve some of those emotions or, or whatever that you've had pent up that you don't talk about. Right. And and th- and throwing up at second base. <laughs> Now, now that is what you call an emotional release. Yes, so, a big emotional release. <laughs> so, so where was the other? Where was the so other Chase is Chase is over there. So, um, Jake, you got anything you want to promote? You want you know you want to tell people about? I know you. Well, you've got a, a di- uh, I don't want to call it a display. Um, the thing that you you just helped put together, um, uh, a show, uh, a gallery, exhibition, exhibition. I see. I was I was almost there. <laughs> He's a, in other words, he, you're saying he's an exhibitionist. Well, uh, no, he, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm going to let Jake tell it because I don't want to mess it up anymore. I was fortunate to work with uh, the University of Tulsa's Oklahoma Center for the Humanities. Uh, they have a uh, building in uh, downtown Tulsa on Archer. It used to be the old AHA Museum. but okay. uh, So they have put together an exhibit about movement and it's for this one it's about Oklahoma sports particularly in Tulsa and so they tell a uh, wide narrative about different sports that have happened in you know modern Tulsa history when I say modern I mean the last century and they have ice skating and roller derby and Native American stick sports I love roller derby basketball and softball and uh the uh, hockey and uh, you know just different sports that have been important to Tulsa history and so uh, I was a, I was fortunate to be able to work with uh, the assistant director there Dane Riley and uh, I was able to tell the story of African-American baseball and a large part of the professional history of uh, baseball in Tulsa from the Tulsa Oilers to the Tulsa Drillers, and then my expertise is in the history of African-American baseball in Oklahoma. So I was able to tell the history of the Tulsa Black Oilers and the T-Town Clowns, which is a a really important project to my heart. Uh, As a matter of fact, I've just been been spending the past couple of days doing additional research for a future project that's going to happen early next year. And the Clowns have a big part of the Rumblers' history as well. They do. We play at uh, Historic Lacey Park, which used to be Lincoln Park. It's uh, just off of Virgin Street, um, just uh, north of uh, downtown Tulsa. And uh, that's our home field. We didn't plan for it to be that way. Uh, he, uh, Cletus and I and a couple of other guys... When we founded the Rumblers, we began playing at uh, just a city park, Heller Park, uh, in more or less Midtown, just south of Brookside. And we were looking for a ballpark that had a, an outfield fence. And one of our uh, players, Derek Dyson, he knew of this park by where he lived. And we went and checked it out. And I had known about old Lincoln Park, but we started playing on it and we fell in love with it. And then I... I began digging about the history of it and then found that it was the last home field of the T-Town Clowns for about the last decade of their existence. So 
it's really important to us, but it's also really important to the city of Tulsa and uh, baseball history in the city. Excellent. And we even, our, uh, one of our first games there, I believe the gentleman's name was Sylvester. His daughter threw out the first pitch. One of the games that we've had, yeah, yeah uh, Sylvia, she came out. Uh, she's Sylvester's oldest daughter, and uh, I've been kind of adopted into the Nichols fold, and so I try to keep Sylvia abreast of everything that's going on that I discover and the things that we're doing in town. And uh, she's been a, an, ardent, an ardent supporter of what we do. And, uh, yeah, so she came down from Wichita one day with her husband, and they were able to out throw out the first pitch. Cletus actually caught the ball, and uh, she just was uh, – she really enjoyed the experience, and we couldn't be happier to have had her. Yeah, and we still have one of the last surviving members of the Clowns comes out oh, and wow. watches our games. Wow, that's excellent. Yeah, and, and that's all attributed to Jake. I mean, he did all that, you know, and that's that's not a small feat. You the man, Jake. Hey, and don't think we haven't had celebrities come out. Pippi Longstocking came out and uh, threw out a first pitch of the game, hey. too. Well, Danny Boy is is one of our uh, supporters as well with the Outsiders House Museum. Yeah, if you are a fan of House of Pain, Smoking Sounds, we'll tie a little music into this. If you used to get up out of your seat and jump around, Danny Boy was part of that. Wow, so, Listen, Chase has pulled up to the to the table here. We now listen, guys. I got to tell you, this isn't fair. I feel like the odd man out. All you guys got pipes, and I'm sitting here with a cigar in my hand. So, oh, dude, Chase is double dipping. All right, he's he's on team cigar too. So, um, I don't, but I. Uh, oh yes, actually we do. Um, well, no, I lied. This one doesn't have a punch on the end of it, but I, I'm sure we can probably get you one. Um, Okay, so um, if you want to go over and grab a punch, we'll we'll kind of fill a little time until you get back over here because, you know, we uh, kind of got to know Chase through the Tulsa Pipe Club. Um, uh, Justin introduced me to that Facebook group. Do you are you on that? Yeah. We're gonna have to get you on that the Tulsa yeah. Pipe Club. Um, yeah, de uh, definitely. So um, Chase yeah. Chase had come over and bought some tobacco pouch. Has a great sale going on. Make sure you stop by, um, not just because uh, we love the place, but you know you're going to get the best bang for your buck here, I believe. Now, if you if you if you mention Smoking Sounds, there's uh, there's a good chance they got cigars that are half off. I'm not I can't mention any any names, but if you mention Smoking Sounds, we got the half off sale going. So, uh, just wanted to uh, you know hook hook you hook you guys up with that. Fifty first yeah. in Harvard. Yeah, and, and, and don't think we're not going to tie Michael down here in a minute and get him on here, the guy that runs this place. And I will say, Michael was one of the first guys that I met when I started my kind of uh, exploration into cigars. And um, I actually came in and uh, didn't really know what I was looking for. And I could, if we had more time, I could probably go down the list of phenomenal cigars that Michael has introduced me to. And uh, the things he, he has taught me and, and all that stuff. But uh, anyway, that, that's for another episode. So, but um, yeah, so we've, we've met Chase. He's part of the Tulsa Pipe Club. Now he's part of the Smoke and Sounds family, whether he knows that or not. But he is. Um, you are now. He is uh, punching that cigar. He has not ever had a cigar with a punch in the end of it. And um, so anyway, so what I was going to say is he uh, had posted a picture of a, a nub, Habano. And I'm a big nub fan. And uh, I'd never had the Habano. He highly recommended it. I came in and bought a couple of them, and I couldn't have been more pleased uh, with the smoke from, you know, and this is my only complaint about a nub, and I've been smoking nubs for a long time. They're just not long enough. There's, and, I, and Justin said, well, that's why they're called a nub. I get that, but, you know, 
don't they know they're supposed to please me a little bit too with this? You know, I need a little bit longer because they're just such great cigars. So yeah. it's, um, it's like they say, just the nub. I hey, promise. and and um, and Jake's brother Tank, man, he's a big cigar guy. He's usually here uh, at, at the Tobacco Pouch, enjoying a, a Macanudo or, or something like that. So um, Chase, pull up to the mic here. Introduce yourself. Uh, uh, pr- pr- out, promote whatever you want to promote. But tell us kind of how you got into pipes and cigars and all that good stuff. Well. Um, so I've been a pipe smoker for a really long time. Oh, um, I started smoking a pipe probably 10-ish years ago. You don't look like you're old enough to be smoking for 10 years. <laughs> you know, that's we'll go with that. We're gonna check but yeah, it, yeah, I was in my 20s when I started smoking a pipe. Okay. Uh, but uh, I worked with a guy who smoked a pipe, and so I smoked cigarettes at the time. Uh-huh. And so we'd go on break, and he'd have to, he'd bust out a pipe and start smoking it. And I was like, man, that's really cool. So I kind of got in. I started talking to him about it, and at first I kind of was talking to him about cigars. Cause I've been, you know, I've smoked cigars for quite a while too, but uh, back then I didn't really know what I was doing. So it just tasted kind of like hot smoke all the right. time, you know. Right. <laughs> and so uh, it really did. I was like, man, I don't really know what people get about this. Hey, that reaction sounds like we have all been in that predicament. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I was like, someday I'm gonna, I'm gonna taste something that's gonna like change it, you know. And uh, but I kind of started smoking pipes, and after several years of smoking pipes, um, I smoked aromatics, you know, at the beginning, and uh-huh. and I still smoke them now, but. Um, I kind of evolved into like smoking some burly heavy stuff and some Virginias and stuff. And once I did that, I went back and smoked a cigar again and I tasted all these different, all this different stuff, all these different. So you were picking up the different yeah, notes in the yeah. cigar. So it, that's, that's you interesting. Train, you trained your palate. Right. Yeah. And so I smoked a cigar and it hit me like, this is why See, people do this. Chase, you're you know? making Justin's pipe dreams come true right here. Yeah, you and Jake. I just thought this was about going to be about cigars. He's, he's slowly making it all about the pipe smokers. That's <laughs> all right, okay, too. All right, so, so, all right, so uh, what kind of pipe do you have today? And uh, what, uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry, you're smoking a cigar. So what is your go-to pipe tobacco right now? Um, so I have a lot. But right now my, my favorite that I've been smoking lately is uh, Peter Stokeby's Luxury Twist Flake. I'm a huge Stokeby's fan. Um, I smoke a lot of Twist Flake and Bullseye Flake. and Bullseye is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good Virginia Perique. Um, Navy Flake's good too, but I brought a little bit of Bullseye Flake, or a bit, a little bit of uh, Twist Flake with me, and a little bit of Sutliff uh, Black Cordial as well. Okay. Um, Black Cordial is is absolutely, especially if you like Aramac, that is wonderful. Uh, that was one of my, that was my first Sutliff tobacco I ever had back in the day, and it, it is just. Uh, I don't know if I, I don't know what to, what I like better, smelling it or smoking it. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, uh, and he's got a corn cob too, Justin. I know you're a big fan of the yeah, corn cob. Yeah, I like cobs. the Missouri Meerschaum. I, that's what I have brought with me. Actually, is a, a Mark Twain. Right on the Dublin Uh-oh. style. Mm-hmm. It's a Dublin. Look, looks like a cone, uh, upside down cone kind of kind of thing, or pylon or whatever yeah. you want to say. That's actually what I started smoking was a corn cob pipe. Yeah. I just got like a dime store corn cob pipe at first. And then I was fortunate enough to, uh, I don't know if any of you guys know who Rocky Frisco is, but he's a pretty well-known Red Dirt musician. And after he passed away, uh, a lot of his pipes came up for sale, and I bought his uh, old corncob pipe. So that's my, if I do smoke a corncob pipe, that's the one that I smoke out of. Oh, wow. So, so, now, uh, so what's, your, what's your pipe of choice nowadays? Probably the cob. Yeah, I still I have several briars, but I still smoke cobs most of the time. You know, you'd be surprised how often I hear that, and I and I've said the same thing. I start on I start with the cobs, and the briars kind of get forgotten. I don't know why that is, uh, but um, 
Cobs, you just don't have to worry about anything. You can workhorse them. You can smoke a cob all day. Like, I don't know. It's just almost nothing. It's hard to ghost a cob. Yeah. I don't know. Cobs well, just true. Very, and, very and, true. And Justin has said several times that, you know, pipe tobacco is a lot cheaper than a cigar. Yeah, you know? for sure. And, and, and now, if you hit the, t- the tobacco pouch when they're having a great sale, you know, you're going to make sure you pick up all those cigars. But, right. uh, um, but that's, just, you know, a bag of pipe tobacco, you're going to get a lot more smokes out of that than you are one cigar. Oh, and, yeah, and so, sure. you know, and that's, and that's what kind of started me was it was the Christmas of COVID is I asked my wife to get me a, a pipe for Christmas. And she did. And I, I went into a, a, um, buy some, some pipe tobacco and I started coming back to me of, the days of coming to the tobacco pouch with Justin yeah. and, and smoking the punch Maduro, Maduro Maduro. And all of a sudden I found myself in the humidor and then I'm, you know, and then I got Michael telling me, selling me all these great cigars and I kind of forgot about the pipe. And, uh, um, it's something I want to, I need to get into more, but it's like, I just, I love these cigars too. Yeah. Much. Well, that's the thing that happens too is recently I went to, I started smoking these nubs again and I yeah. realized like, I remembered like, ah oh, man, I love these. I haven't been smoking the pipe as much. I've been just crushing cigars every day. Yeah. So that is a problem, too, yeah. I don't know why those nubs always remind me of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, it's because, I think it's because he's such a big dude. Every yeah. cigar looks like a right. nub in his hand. <laughs> right. So that's, I, and for some reason, whenever I was, I was like, oh, that looks like a cigar that Arnold would smoke. And if it's good enough for Arnold, it's got to be good enough for me. But I will say, and Michael did warn me, I'm not going to lie. I bought a Connecticut, and I can't remember what the other nub was. And he told me, he said, that other nub is going to be a little bit more powerful, so be careful. It was probably a nub cane. Yeah, and so I did what I usually do. I didn't listen. And <laughs> and so I, I went with the, the the more potent one first, and it did. Whew, man. It, it almost uh, turned me away for like 30 minutes away from cigars. But yeah, the nub cane F is like 85% Leggero. Yeah, it so it'll 85% like, puts you on your keister. Yeah, I'm it sure will. Yeah. It's one but, of the strongest cigars. Um, so how how long have you been part of the Tulsa Pipe Club? Not super long. I joined it not not too long ago. I haven't actually been to any of the meetups yet. I haven't either. Well, they so. have they haven't had one in a while. Our our grand poobah uh, moved away not yeah, too long yeah. ago, and uh, so they had a send off party for him that I was not able to attend. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, we haven't kind of done that. So hey, Tulsa Pipe Club. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you know what? You know, you guys, uh, we need to. I need to talk to the admins, kind of get the, get get back over here. Yeah. Um, okay, so I wanted to drop this because I just found this out the other day. I wanted to drop this uh, for uh, our listeners. So listen to this. So all the time I've been smoking cigars, all I mean, and I've smoked them on and off since I was uh, far too young. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so when you get done with your cigar, you don't tap it out like a cigarette you don't go you know you, you scrub it on there can we get that sound effect one more time <laughs> I say, so 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 what you do look so guys when you hear this podcast he ha- he has like this uh like this boom boom thing going so um so i just learned the other day and this is true if you just when you get done with the cigar you just lay it in the ashtray and it goes out by itself and why What's the big deal? Because if I don't know if you've ever had a uh, ashtray full of cigars, you know how stink they they get. You know, and you're yeah. like, man, when you just let them go out by themselves, 
you do not have that smell. Boomski, and and I and I'd learned that like three weeks ago, and I've been smoking cigars since uh, the late '80s. What about blowing through them instead of? I do that. Purging. Too, yeah. 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 That's called. That called. Uh, that's pretty controversial. You'll you'll hear different ones talk about that. Cigars Daily has he ha, he certainly has his opinion, uh, and Holtz Cigars, uh, uh, they have a channel. Uh, Holtz says uh, there's really no reason to do that, but Cigars Daily says yeah. There's, so I'm not I'm not enough of an aficionado to to like have a stance. So, mm-hmm. but but I but I will say this now smoking a pipe. Now I will say this. Um, sometimes if your pipe goes out because you're rambling, um, <laughs> as mine often. Yeah. So sometimes people will blow back through it to kind of stoke the coals in it. Do not do that because your your saliva gets down in there and it makes it more cruddy down in the, like in the in the shank and the, and the bottom of the bowl and stuff. Don't be afraid. Just relight it. Yeah. You know, you your your lighter has it it, it has multiple. Uh, chances for fire. So, so go ahead and just uh, go ahead and just uh, relight it. And uh, Justin, I think while we're here, I might need to buy you some new pipe cleaners. That one looks like it's been used. Well, quite, it, quite it, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's the one I grabbed. It looks like a less. permanent pipe cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but and because I'm now it's I'm also a big fan. Cleaner. I'm also Jake, big fan. Jake just slung you a new one. Okay. Yeah. Here's so one with the, the aggregate on it. So so and and I I always run a pipe as I'm smoking. And I find that really helps. And tamp often. We've talked about this on other episodes, but tamp often. Well, and um, and you know, while we were uh, pre-gaming, or Justin was pre-gaming, I was eating. Um, he reminded me um, I, since I I came in and I asked Michael. I said, "Hey, do you guys carry any J.C. Newman products?" And they had the brick house, and so I, I bought s- several of the brick houses. I'm I'm becoming more and more of a J.C. Newman fan. I'm really liking what I'm getting from them. Uh, but but. That's right. And, and but Justin reminded me that JC Newman has just released a documentary called Hand Rolled. Um, they had the premiere of it uh, I the city that they're in escapes me, but they rented out a theater and Justin watched it and said it's it's worth the watch. Oh my gosh, yeah, it is. It it really shows like the history of cigars like from the from the uh, C- uh, Cuban Revolution up, up until now, and um, you you will you will get a new respect. Even if you don't like cigars, I say you watch it. I was able to watch it for free on YouTube, so you know uh, you can just uh, sit back and enjoy. And and tell me that that stat that you found that you. Oh, tell me. okay. So one of the stats that they talked about was approximately now every year they sell approximately 700 million cigars worldwide. And you might think to yourself, that's a lot. Yeah. But they sell approximately 7 million cigarettes every hour. <laughs> Damn. So. That's a wild stat. Yeah. yeah. So um, so definitely you want to, um, you know, keep that in perspective. And they talk about, like, the regulations that the FDA has been trying to do and, and uh, some of the victories won for, for the good guys, uh, you know, us. And so... Um, Definitely watch that. It's called Hand Rolled, and you can find that on YouTube. Uh, watch that for free, and uh, I, I real—it's really inspirational. I, I tell you what, I, you know, I, I, I almost started drinking early after watching it, but then I knew I, I was going to come to the pregame. So. Yeah. Well, and and if J.C. Newman, if you're listening, 
I'd sure love to have one of y'all's ashtrays. They are one of the most beautiful ashtrays. And then, look, I'm not opposed to buying one, but I'm also not opposed to asking for one either. Three ninety nine is way better. Well, you know, <laughs> yes, I agree. But it's I don't know. Um, Michael, do y'all care? You don't carry their ashtrays, do you? No, I have the hand time by Those are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, gorgeous. J.C. Newman's is just a black ashtray, and it says J.C. Newman around it, but it's almost like this raised puff lettering. You know which one I'm talking about? It is just, I don't know, it's just a beautiful ashtray. I don't know why I need it. I just want it, you know? But, uh, um, so, yeah, if you're listening, J.C. Newman, uh, we'd like to have one of those for the Carho Lounge. Uh, We'd be more than happy to let Justin pose with it, do a TikTok dance, whatever. Oh, yeah, because... Well, see, and you guys, and so you guys, if you haven't been listening, uh, the reason I called Car Hole Lounge because you know we started out in, in Sean's, as the French say, we we were in Sean's garage, and I said well, that that sounds pretty Frenchy, kind of bougie to me. Garage, everyone knows it's a car hole, you know. So, so that's why we that's why we call it that, and it's pretty cool. He has like neon signs now up in there and stuff. And, and thanks to my uh, wife. You I'll will now you. know when the Carho Lounge is on air. That's right, because just just look for the neon, That's right. and uh, you know, so it's absolutely it's it's just fabulous, and uh, but uh, I will say this: this place is a lot warmer than your garage. Well, that is true, <laughs> and uh, it's a uh, lot more spacious, and and it's got a lot more cigars that we can purchase and pipe tobacco. Oh, right on! You know. So. Uh, well, Chase, you. give us some give us some ways that the listeners can find you. You know, you got a handle; uh, people can find you. Yeah, so uh, I'm on Instagram, um, pipes underscore and sticks. Um, that's pretty much the best way to find me. Uh, I just created it, so. Are you a that's drummer? Is that what the sticks are? No, it's <laughs> to, uh, the sticks are. Oh. Yeah, just yeah. pipes and sticks. So it's all just a tobacco kind yeah. of. Yeah. No. I just whatever I'm smoking at the time. Just Post it. You do start me as a drummer, tobacco though. Tobacco content. Huh? Yeah, it's all tobacco content. It's just me, literally posting whatever I'm smoking oh, and wow. what I'm smoking it out of. You know. Right on. I, and, and you know, I, I think need that to get on Instagram. I, I'm not on there yet. I think that's a good thing. It, it, whatever medium you're using, yeah. if you're a cigar smoker, put out what you're smoking. Let other people know. Hey, you know, we're not all going to be able to. I can't tell you the everything about the first third or the second third or you know right. i'm not a tobacconist like michael is he is a real deal i'm telling you guys i can't and and dirt probably has this on cigars for beginners if you're new to cigars do not be afraid to walk into your local cigar shop that's why they're there absolutely and i cannot tell you i could not have had a better first experience than coming in and, and i'm not saying this just because we're at the tobacco pouch I felt right at home, and I did not feel like I was bugging Michael or Peter or Alex or whoever I came into contact with here. It seemed like they did not mind taking their time to tell me, all right, what do you like? Mild, medium, what, full body. No, not full body. You know, I'm not supposed to smoke the Maduro Maduro. And then what do I do? I buy the black and buy, buy Drew go. Estate. Black there you go, yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys, hey, you need to you hear our... Our, we did a whole show dedicated to black yeah, and whiskey. Yeah, I listened to it. Yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, of yeah, course. Right so, on, man. Um, so, great episode. And, you know, we've got, got a little bit of jazz playing underneath us. Um, you know, that, and it's post what you're smoking, what you're listening to, what, what's it making you feel? Because I'm telling you, you, 
people are going to see that, yeah. even if it's just one person. Just like I seen you post that right. night, and I was like, you know, I've got to try this. You know, right? Um, Same thing. I bought an H Upman and a Macanudo off of your yeah. both your. That H Upman put me on my keister the other night. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't yeah. I've been hitting. Yeah, that's, I bought the Magnum too. So yeah, I'm ready it's to it's uh, have to uh, eat a big breakfast. First. See, and I'm a Gordo guy. I love the bigger yeah. bigger cigars. Same. Um, but the the one that got me the worst, I'm going to tell you guys this. Took a vacation for Christmas a couple of years ago, and I got a, a gift certificate to a cigar shop, and I bought the biggest um, Perdomo Sun Grown they had. It looked like uh, I, I smoking a baseball bat. Uh, yes, thank you. You you went way better than where my mind was going, but <laughs> I decided. You know, it was one of those Christmases. If you've been in Oklahoma, where it was like 72 degrees, and we're like in shorts and, yeah. and, and flip flops, right? I thought, you know what? I'm just going to sit down out here. And I'm going to enjoy the cigar. And I smoked it way too fast. <laughs> and it took me down for the count. I mean, I ran inside and Jess looked at me and she goes, you don't look so good. All sweaty. Uh, I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get those, those I still have two sweats. of those in my humidor if anybody wants them. I'm scared of them. <laughs> I'll give them to you. But, uh, um, and then uh, there was a gentleman here at the tobacco pouches who was lighting up. He was telling me all about the other lines through my father and how good they are. And, and uh, so those are cigars I'm going to want to check out now just, just because I met somebody who told me about them. So, yeah, I mean, keep posting what you're smoking, yeah. posting what you're listening to, what you're drinking. I mean, we were just over at the uh, um, Gringos. Oh, no, not Gringos. Uh, I keep crop thinking about, Yeah, Crop Happies. And Justin said, man, this – I don't even remember what kind of beer he was having, but Yingling, uh, just the, their standard lager. He said this and this backwood pair so well together. Yeah, yeah and I does. don't, I don't drink, so I wouldn't. Right. You know, I, I'm going to tell you that a diet Dr Pepper goes great with everything. Dude, I drank a Dr Pepper with a cigar the other day, and it changed my life. Yeah, I, like I honestly like I don't drink soda uh -huh. ever. I don't, right, I'm not a fan of soda. I don't like it. And somebody was bugging me about. It. She's like, dude, you got to do it. He's like, you got to do it. So I, dr I drank a Dr Pepper with that. Uh, that uh, punch knuckle buster Maduro, yes, uh -huh, yeah, fantastic pairing, beautiful. See, and there's another these guys that we've become friends with, the Leaf Cutters. They're another cigar podcast. And Ben, they did one, and that one of the guys was talking about how the, they drink a diet Dr Pepper with it. He said and it's got to be something about these 23 flavors that are in this Dr Pepper. Um, so, Jake, let me ask you because you're you're enjoying a, a Pepsi Cola. And <coughs> how does that pair with a pipe? I mean, it's fine. Uh, I'll tell you what, not to drink uh, with a with a pipe or a cigar is, uh, you know how much I love LaCroix yes. or any of the sparkling Bubbly waters. or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, they're not any good for tobacco smoking. They're kind of bougie. So, so well, I'm a little them. bit bougie. Oh, oh, are you bougie? Okay. <laughs> a little bit. Me so, too. I'm well, a little bit white trash, too. So. Well, yes. well, well, I tell you what. I, this, yeah, this, so you're like gold trash. <laughs> yeah, that's the perfect. perfect so, hey, we I this is how bougie we are because so so we have an ice maker at home. It makes two different kinds of ice. <laughs> but now listen, I I saw on Home Depot they were advertising a new fridge makes four different kinds of ice. And I said, what kind of dark ages are we living in? Well, if it oh, makes Sonic ice, there are then more kinds uh, I'll of buy ice. one. I just said that to Jesse the other day. I said, Sonic has the... Anyway, they do not the to get crush, yeah. Oh, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> so, what's, so what's in between? You got the crushed well, ice, come and you got go. the cubed ice. Come and go. Well, come and goes is pretty good, too. So, um, But uh, not to get, get like us off on an ice tendency. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> right. What ice best pairs with a cigar? Well, so what I'm hearing Jake say is Rambler waters and pipes and cigars do not go together. Although a Rambler water is really good. They so, are. They're, they're my favorite sparkling So, so has anybody tried the prime water from Logan Paul? 
I, my kids have. So I, I'm, th- I'm guessing that would be kind of the same negatory. They comment. bought that because they saw it on YouTube. Oh, really? <laughs> That's it. Let's see, see, guys, you got, you guys. See, we're also big time wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. So like Logan Paul currently holds the U.S. Heavyweight Championship. Uh, you know that that means a lot to us um, for some reason. So uh, so just curious how Prime might go with that. So Sean, you you confiscate one of their primes. Tell them they're grounded. I just can't do it. And try it with a cigar and bring us a full report. I might start doing TikTok dances or something. <laughs> oh like my God. I tell you what. As long as you got a cigar in your hand. Well, hey, but you know, before we get you know too far into this, I want to bring Michael in on here. We need to get him in here. Let's. Uh, yeah, Michael. You know what? I'm going to get up, Justin. I'm going to let Michael have my seat and my headphones, and I'm just going to kind of let you start asking him some questions, and then I'll share a mic with you or, or, or Jake or something like that. So you go ahead and talk for a second, and I'll get Michael over here so he can get so, on this. So we're bringing in uh, the, the guy who basically runs a tobacco pouch. He was very kind to let us uh, come in here and just kind of set up set up shop and, and just uh, interrupt everyone's TV watching and you know, so we could do this uh, so we could do this podcast. Um, by the way, I had I, so I finished a bowl of uh, the first snow, very burly heavy. Now and then I got another bowl of uh, I got a, my second bowl was that of uh, the Habana uh, Daydream. The cigar leaf is not too strong in it, but it is there. It kind of provides that kind of smoky sourness, you know, of, of a cigar. But mainly, it's uh, I would say burly Virginia. Uh, no, I was. If there is Cavendish, it's unflavored. Um, but uh, if you guys want, if you guys want to um, kind of cross over, uh, Habana Daydream by Cornell and Deal is good. Um, <clears throat> so, so are are you are you ready to answer some questions? Oh, I guess. Okay. Well, so so uh, so now now ha- I I think the cigars I think it, they are rising in popularity. Now, have have you noticed that? Uh, you know, in your sales and in your in your business. Well, I mean, since the advent of COVID uh, and people were having to you know work from home and everything, uh, I did notice a upswing in uh, cigar sales because hey, I'm stuck at the house. I'm gonna work out on the back porch next to the pool. Right. I might as well have a cigar while I'm doing this stuff. Excellent. So, uh, we yeah we did have uh, there was a resurgence of cigars and. Uh, you know, and it's been good. Uh, you know, a lot of people that, a lot of people I noticed that were buying ones and twos are all of a sudden, all of a sudden buying tens. Uh, <laughs> oh guys, wow! Guys that were buying tens are all of a sudden buying boxes. So, oh wow! You know, so that's uh, it's it's been it's been interesting. We got a lot of new customers out of it, and uh, some of them have you know have continued with the hobby, and some of them just kind of faded off. So, you know, it's uh, it's all part of business. <laughs> Oh, excellent, excellent. So, so now, so and we're gonna break, we're gonna see we're gonna kind of climb the ladder. So, out of like say you know Connecticut, Maduro, Habano, Sun Grown, what's the what what would you say like the biggest seller is here? Oh wow! Um, so over the years of me doing this, uh, everything has this kind of its own pattern. Guys who start off on Connecticut's will move to Habano. Guys who start off on Habano. Will move to a, move to Maduro's. Uh, guys who start off mild, will, you know, as they progress in their journey of what they like to smoke, uh, will jump up towards uh, the fuller bodied stuff. Uh, I've had a guy who's who originally started off with Connecticut's, 
and probably over a two-year time, next thing you know, he's smoking uh, LFD uh, double arrows. Wow. So it's uh, uh, a lot of it is uh, go at your own pace. Try, uh, I highly suggest when you go into a, a cigar shop, any cigar shop, uh, pick up your favorites, but also look around and, and pick, uh, pick out one or two that you've never tried before. And, uh, and most especially, uh, take time to pester the guy behind the counter and go, hey, I like this, I like this, I like this. What can you recommend to me? Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, so we're, we're, we're about at the top of the hill. So now what would you say overall, I, I won't ask for a specific stick, but, but what would you say, the, what's the biggest brand that you just really can't keep in stock, that, that they just fly out the door? Oh, Lord, uh, anything produced by Padron. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, to this to this day, Padron's just you know ninety to nothing. <laughs> is that right? That yeah. kind of now what is so you would say they're they're the they're the clear leader. Like yeah. everybody else is kind of in back second place, like back in the. Everybody's trying to. Every cigar manufacturer that I uh, that has come out in the last probably 10, 15 years, they you know they're not trying to emulate Padron and their production. But they want their cigar to be well as well regarded as the Padrones, uh, especially like you know you're, you know you got uh, the Padron 1964. In my humble opinion, is the gold standard of cigars. So, oh. uh, so people who uh, you know who are producing cigars, you know they're not trying to make another 1964, but they want that cigar to be as well regarded as the Padron 1964 Ambisarios. So, so we, so we, our budget is often often a concern, particularly our listeners. So, what's a what's a ballpark price on the on the Pedro sixty four? Oh, uh, so over the years that has gotten ridiculous, uh, anywhere from seventeen to twenty bucks. Okay, so so that definitely. Um, so now now just a couple more questions, and if you guys have any others, uh, so now. When you you'll you'll see cigar aficionados, you know, say top twenty-five cigars of the year, or top twenty, or whatever it is. Um, do, generally, do you, do you agree with them, or are they are they kind of bougie and pretentious? Uh, so, so I'm probably not the best person to ask on that <laughs> <laughs> uh, because a lot of it, a lot of what I see on the cigar aficionado, I kind of laugh at because, you know, uh, one, we're in the United States. You know, they're listing a, a Cuban cigar at number two, number three. Right. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? All, yeah. you're, all you're doing is calling, causing people to come in and ask me, hey, do you have this cigar? No, I'm going to go to jail if I have that cigar, much less sell it to you. Well, and then, and because in fact, those Cuban Cohibas, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, oh, okay. So, uh, so, and so, so just, just for my personal knowledge, what the heck is a, what the heck is a Fuma or Fuma? Okay, so a Fuma. Fuma, thank you. Is uh, you might just, you, uh, the best way to describe it is uh, it's a second. It's a it's a specifically uh, you know they make it. It's an ugly cigar. It really is. The wrapper is crude. It's not ripe. It's not ripe the best. Like me. But um, <laughs> I'm a pretty crude wrapper. But uh, you know the the Fumas are supposed to be a budget stick. And if you know anything about the cigar business, these cigar companies do not waste anything. <laughs> so it might be leftover leaves from their their most prime cigar that they're making. Uh, do they throw that in the trash? No, they set it aside and they'll roll it into something else. So a lot of your Fumas are 
you know, they're basically their they're seconds, their leftovers. Oh, okay. That, okay. But that's but that's my opinion. Don't take my word for it. Well, I mean, you, you I mean, you you're not, the professional not, here. Yeah, I mean, now, now how now how long did you say you've been in in this industry? Oh my God, uh, I'm approaching my 14th year. 14 years, man. I, I, okay, so so we had we had a bit of a conversation around here. So you you would be the man to kind of settle this. So they were asking about purging uh, your cigar, you know, blowing back through it. Uh, now I've heard different opinions and very. Well, you know, well, like people stand their ground, like no or yes. So, so what do you think uh, during your smoke, uh, lighting pur purge or no purge? Okay, so since I'm working in the shop, and if I um, get the uh, the the very rare honor of smoking a cigar during my shift, I'm normally smoking a pipe because I have customers come in and you know, got to hey, put it down. Hey, hey Mike, I got to put it down or something. Yeah. So what I do is I do purge. I blow it. I blow through it. I blow the smoke out of it before I set it down, because it might be 10, 15 minutes before I come back to that cigar. And you got to relight. And, and I got to relight it. And whereas it does not, it does not mitigate the taste. Uh, you know, still, it's you're relighting that cigar. And by the time you get, you know, time you've got five or six relights, if you've not purged through it, it's going to be gross. Gonna be gross anyway, but it's <laughs> <laughs> but it's not gonna be it's not gonna be as bad. Now, now, what's your favorite thing to pair with a cigar? Bourbon, beer, Diet Pepsi? Uh, back when I drank, it was bur it was bourbon. Uh, uh, any particular brand for our listeners? Uh, yeah, I was a uh, I'm a big fan of Basil Hayden's. Basil Hayden's, okay. Uh, I, I like Booker's. If uh, you know, if uh, if you ever see me in a bar sitting down and I'm drinking, uh, I'm smoking a cigar and I'm drinking Booker's, you best just walk a wide path because I'm not in the mood. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you consider yourself forewarned, you got you guys. Yeah. Okay, so you said you mainly smoke a pipe. So okay, have to know what your what your go-to uh, pipe tobacco? Oh, that, that's easy. Bullseye. Bullseye flag from Bullseye. from Stockaby. Yeah. Um, so with the uh, the bullseye part part of this is due to laziness. I I drive a good distance to come to work and go home, so uh, I don't feel like messing with a ribbon or uh, flakes or yeah or a bunch of you know a bunch of flakes that I have to fuss with. Uh, when I can grab two discs of uh, I can grab the, two discs of uh, bullseye, roll it up, stick it in my pipe, fire it up, and go. Gotcha. Yeah, there you go. And the rolling and stuff. Exactly. Now, 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 I've become a big fan of the, the crumble cake because it's kind of the best of both worlds. Yep. Yep. I like crumble cakes. Um, now, of course, the uh, some of the crumble cakes, uh, you know, have uh, have become what I term unobtainium. Uh, some some of the old stuff is. Uh, uh, What's going on? Oh, 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 he got, he got a little, I got a little hot. Sorry, I was messing with him. Okay. Um, I, I thought, man, what's yeah, happening? Yeah, I got him a little hot there. I must be sobering up. <laughs> no. Um, so, like, uh, the, uh, the old Kingfisher, you know, you can you hardly ever see that anymore. Uh, Penzance uh, was a crumble cake. Uh, those have become really, really hard to find, and when you do find them, they are charging you a super premium. Just like the, uh, the, the, like the Goweth. Hogarth, whatever. Yep. I, like I love the bird's eye flake, mm -hmm. but it's like eighty bucks a eighty bucks a 
pound or whatever? Yeah, if you can find it. Yeah, if you can even find it. So yeah, yeah. Um, but that is uh, our our at Tulsa Pipe Club, our Grand Poobah who moved away. He he introduced me to that to the Bird's Eye Flake, and I was like, wow, man, yeah. I'm you know, and I was sober that day, and I was like, I think I need to go pass out. But it's but I mean I mean that in a good way. Yeah. You know, well, so. I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to bring it in uh, here for the shop for the guys here. Uh, it's just uh, I've just I've got to catch the right time that the uh, distributor of the of the stuff has it on st uh, has it in stock so I can uh, throw it in the cart and get it uh, get it ordered and have it on the shop for you guys to buy. Oh yeah, that'd be that would be now, just that'd be just awesome. You had mentioned HGL earlier. Yes. I set a jar down on the table. I don't know if they passed it around to you or not. Uh, I have a jar of HGL that was uh, jarred up in June of 2000. Oh, wow. That is out of my private collection. Help yourself, wow. help yourself to a bowl if you would like. Oh, my gosh. All you guys that are sitting here smoking a pipe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> now, um, go buy a corn cob real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I got an extra wow, in the car. Man. Yeah. yeah, it's way down there in the jar. Now, it's, uh, now, now, I found that when you age, it tends to... It tends to mellow that that the the Latakia. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> mellow Latakia. Yeah. But uh, so I'm filling another bowl. See, this would be my. Sean was asking me how many bowls this one. Well, three if I just keep talking. You yeah. Know, but three? wow. Oh so 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 now, how long you say you've been aging this? Uh, so that was gifted to me by a gentleman. And uh, it was originally jarred up in June of 2000. 2000. So this is almost a, a quarter century. So yep. is there any difference in, um, are those Meerschaum pipes? Is there any is there any difference in the smoke in that than a corn cob or a briar? Um, yes and no. Let me uh, let me take care of my customer and okay. I'll come back. And okay. That <laughs> so you, you guys, oh, the, did you, you guys bring your pipes? I'm still gonna, working on yeah, this yeah, one. I'll smoke that in a minute. See, man. See, man. I can. I don't know. Let me smell it, though. It smells great. And I'm not even a fan of Latakia. I don't really so like that it. So that is, that's that. Oh, wow. That smells great. I know, man. Yeah, it smells it, really good, though. But, but now my experience with age, anytime I age like uh, English really tobaccos, yeah. it, it melts. To me, it does. It, the, oh, the, wow. the Latakia is, uh, or as I prefer to say, Latakia, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it mellows it. It, it, I think it does. And so, all right, so I'm get that out there, find this. And, uh, and so if you're listening to us, this is going to be a, probably one of our longer episodes that we've had. And yeah. that's okay. You know, if you've got to break it up and listen to a little bit of it on the way into work, a little bit on the way out of work, you know, we're, we're just having so much fun here. We're, we're, we're kind of going to make this one of our little, little bit longer of our episodes. And that's okay because you know what? We're learning something and you're learning something. And we, and we are just so appreciative of you. For, for checking us out anyway, you know, I mean, it's, I look every week and when I see that we've got people in Italy and Saudi Arabia and Canada and England and, and all these different countries, let alone almost every state in the United States, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very humbling and, and I, I just want to say how much I appreciate all you guys. Um, Justin, I'll let you keep talking. Michael's on his way back over. I'm going to let him kind of finish that up. Okay. Okay. So, so I have the uh, I have the almost 25 year aged uh, HGL uh, from Lane in my in my um, in my corn cob pipe here, and let me tell you what it it the flavors have have so if 
if you're used to standard HGL, the, the flavors have so married in this. I mean, it's it's just uh, it, it's it's like uh, it, uh, if I if I if I can dare say an, an infinite loop. If, if I you know it just it goes from just a, like you, you, you know you, you fold the paper in a certain way and it just makes an infinite loop. It just goes round and round. Yeah, it's uh, over the years that has and I've tried uh, little bits here and there, but it's. Uh, it has developed a, uh, if you'll forgive the term, a creamy sharpness to it. Uh -huh. uh, whereas you get a fresh batch of HGL, if you're not a English smoker, it'll blow your doors off. It'll it'll <laughs> it'll raise the wig in a hurry. Yeah, and this, I I, w I wish you guys uh, maybe get some and, and maybe maybe just try to age it for maybe five years because, yeah, I mean it is so blended like, like it is so like everybody's. Uh, just in in harmony yeah i've got uh in my personal collection i've got some i've got yeah. some oddball stuff i got stuff that's probably been off the market for 20 plus years now awesome. but uh, you know it's uh you know there is a huge difference from you know bca fresh out of the jar mm -hmm. to uh i've got uh, jars of bca at the house that are probably approaching 30 right now wow really? what was what what would you say is the difference between a bca fresh out of the jar and like a 10 or 15 year bca uh it's a lot smoother it's a lot milder uh, so a lot of, to me a lot of aromatics are sharp right same. In, the in the flavors a lot of glycerin uh, yeah stuff. i don't uh i don't do a whole bunch of of aromatics anymore, although I do have some uh, blue note in my... Ah, that's what I was smoking earlier today with yeah. some Dan tobacco. I got some uh, Dan tobacco uh, blue note. I had some Devil's Holiday earlier. Uh, I had just recently acquired myself a, uh, a brand new Savinelli St. Nicholas 2023 320. Oh, wow. So, uh, now, if you, if you ever get a hold of any uh, Bill Bailey's Balkan... Uh, I'll, I'll make you a sweet deal on that. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember Bill Bailey's bulk, because it was it was burly heavy, but it had the the Latakia, and and and, uh, and the still had the Orientals like the Turkish coming through. Yeah, it was it was a it was a monster, but it was great. Yeah, uh, I, I used to smoke Bill, ba Bill Bailey's back in the day, and uh, you know for whatever reason I just moved off and, and found other stuff to smoke. So now, did you ever smoke the their Black Velvet? Uh, yeah, and I and I'm probably going to get some hate on this. I was not a fan. <laughs> I hate you. No. <laughs> He's like this podcast is over. Yeah. Okay, it's over. It's over. Wrap it up. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was it was it was okay. It it just to me it just had a really cloying aftertaste that I was not a fan of. True. So. It it absolutely did, but it did taste like it did taste like the drink of um, black velvet, but, which yeah. is a mixture of cider and Guinness. Yes. So yeah, just uh, just one, get everybody on the same page. Yeah, just you're 100. It does taste like that, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, if I'm drinking Guinness, it's, it's Guinness. I'm not drinking any. I'm right. not mixing it with anything. Uh, you know, uh, years and years and years ago, when my grandfather was alive. He he taught me the rules to drinking. Mm -hmm. uh, so no uh, no nothing blended. If you right. start on beer, you stay on beer. Right. If you start on whiskey, you stay on whiskey. If you start on scotch, it better be single malt and stay with it. Well, it's like anything <laughs> else, you know. They designed it a certain way to taste a certain way. You know? Yeah. Now I find that's really true. If I st if I started like if say I started on like red wine, 
I can't go anywhere else. I start I start getting sick. Yeah, uh, wines. I just I've never been a wine fan. I, I drink it and it gives me a raging headache within an hour. So I'm just like, nope, I'm done. Now, do you like brandy? <laughs> uh oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, I was a big fan, and I'm still a big fan of uh, B&B, which is a Benedict, Benedictine and Brandy. It's made by the monks, and that is, honest to God, that is rocket fuel. Uh, if, you, if you've never tried it, don't be fooled by the sweet taste. Uh, it is driving you into the ground like a tent peg. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta try some of that now. Yeah, that sounds it's, good. It's it's good. It's very sweet, but it's, I can be a tent peg. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, you know it's uh, yeah. You know, I've had a couple of really 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 bad experiences on <laughs> on uh, Benedictine and brandy. I know what you mean. I've had uh, night trains the same way. Oh my gosh, <laughs> what, night what, train. Was was that out loud? I'm sorry. Um, so freight train. <laughs> yeah. But you know what's the word Thunderbird? Yeah. What's the price? A dollar twice. twice. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You know so, so, um, but yeah. Um, see, yeah. They're both pipes and cigars have their, you, as you can, as you guys can tell, it just has a complex world in each. Like, and sometimes, you know, they they do cross over. Now, the I'll admit a lot of the cigars that have pipe tobacco in them. I mean, like the the premium lines, not the black and milds. But you know, like yeah. the, most of like the Steelwell stars. Yeah. Eh, it's, it's all right. Yeah, it's, it's all right. It's, it's 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 like I tell everybody. It's your you know it's your personal taste. Don't take, do not take my opinion at face value. Try it. See if you like it. Um, did I like the still some of the Still Wars stars? Absolutely. Um, their English version was was real good. I like their English version. I like the one that had the, uh, I like the one that basically had Bayou Morning in it. Uh, oh yeah, that was really good. The the others, yeah, it was okay. The aromatic, I it wasn't it wasn't anything to write home about. I mean, it, no. It was, if you want, if if you're looking for that, if you're looking for that type of cigar, uh, pick you up a, a Deadwood series. Uh, from uh, Drew Estates. Is that right? Yeah. Drew Estates. Uh, I'm really becoming fat, a big fan. Uh, uh, Sweet Jane, Fat Bottom Betty, Leather Rose, Crazy Alice, any, any of those. Okay. So it's, With a name like Fat Bottom Betty, how could you go wrong? <laughs> real, what, was that out loud again? Oh, I'm sorry. I've, I've, I've been doing a lot of pregame. So, yeah. um, but... <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. But, uh, um, really, so Deadwood Tobacco Company... Yeah, uh, that's uh, owned and operated by uh, Drew Estates. Um, little uh, little backstory to it is that uh, Deadwood Tobacco Company is in South Dakota, that by, you know where they have Sturgis in the back back rally and everything. Uh, that was a store exclusive for a while, and then uh, they opened it up to the the rest of us. Uh, the rest of us merchants across the nation, and it's become a really big hit for Drew Estates. So this is a just selfish question on my part. What are you guys gonna bring back the little the basket pipes you used to have, like all those little, you know, the inexpensive like little twenty five dollar pipes? So uh, this kind of goes back to COVID. Uh -oh. uh, so the basket pipes, when COVID hit, uh, China of all places 
was buying up Briar left and right. Oh, interesting. So, uh, whether you know it or not, uh, China is a big tobacco market. They have a you know a lot of pipe tobacco and pipes go through there. Hmm. So when COVID happened, they bought up a ton of Briar, and it, it kind of made it a little hard to get some of the. Uh, you know, so like the little basket pipes, it's been kind of hard to get to find those. So some of the stuff that I, uh, some of the stuff that I carry here at the shop, when I order a basket pipe, you know, it might it might take two or three attempts to get, uh, you know, to get uh, 15, 20, uh, sub 20, uh, sub uh, 25 dollar pipes for the for the basket. Wow. So you know, but when I get it, I put it out. Uh, I bet they fly out of here. Yeah, they do. I'm sure they do because I come in all the time and I never <laughs> see them. <laughs> and you're like, yes. I'm like, man, I'm always looking for a basket. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I it is them. right. You know, it is. It is right after Christmas, yeah. and uh, we get right before inventory too. Yeah. Uh, everybody, you know, during the during the silly season, as I call it, uh, they come in and they, you know, they try their level best to clear me out of pipes, pipe, uh, pipe tobacco, cigars, all of it. So it's uh, a lot of it is. I've just got to order, you know. I just plug away and try to keep ordering. I hear that. Okay. So one more, just quick little question. Uh, so the the Boveda or Boveda pi- uh, packs, you know, for the cigars. Uh huh. Can you use those with uh, pipe tobacco? Oh, absolutely. So it's all right if you just like throw it on top of the jar, like with yep. your. Yep. Throw it in the, uh, throw it on top of the jar. Close the lid. So okay. Yeah. So if you're. Uh, Get the small ones, not the not the great big packs, but you know, get the little get the little ones, get the yeah. little squares that uh, you know. Uh, I've got several jars that I've I've got you know Boveda pack in there because it might be five years before I crack that jar mm. open and, smoke, and grab just a single bowl out of it. So uh, you know uh, that has been uh, the Boveda stuff has been a blessing to me. Because I no longer have to worry about the little little yeah. tin and, and clay disc things of putting one, uh, or finding distilled water. water. You got to recharge them all the time. Recharge oh them my all God. the time. And uh, yeah. see, that uh, was actually one thing that drove me away from cigars back in the day. I felt like I had to babysit them and not smoke them. You know, because yeah. like every day it's like, oh, it's at sixty percent. Oh, it's at it's at seventy eight percent. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, Can we I just mean, smoke? <laughs> Hey. So for me, you know, 70-70 uh, is the rule uh, on cigars, uh, 70% uh, humidity, 7 degree temperature. Uh, but for me, uh, I try to keep my, you know, I try to keep my cigars at about 68, 67%. Okay. Because that way when I pull one out of the humidor at my home and light it up, it's going to smoke. Uh, anything that has got a really, really oily tobacco, uh, really, really oily sheen to the cigar. Uh, one, those are really great for aging. But number two, they kind of suck because if you're at 70% humidity and you light it up, it's going to go out. Gonna when be yeah, in. yeah. <laughs> Spongy. It's right. gonna, yeah, it's going to go out after a couple minutes. So mm-hmm. that's well, that's when you'd probably want to let breathe all day or something before you smoke it? or. Uh, Oh no! Oh Lord, no! Uh, what you want to do? So, like, uh, I pulled a uh, I pulled an Opus X out of my humidor the other day, and uh, I just I, I set it up on top of the of the uh, humidor, mm-hmm. and I wandered around and farted around the house for about 30, 40 minutes, and uh, right before I, I went on my errands, I picked it up, went outside, cut it, lit it, 
and it smoked fantastic. Perfect. So this was less than an hour. It doesn't take much. No. Oh no no. And this cool. and this with this winter weather that we have, you know, mm. if you're in Oklahoma, you are, you are very aware of the insanity that yeah, is our weather. Yeah, it's dry dry right now. Uh, you know, so when I get guys who come in the shop and they're buying cigars, and I offer to bag it, you know, I have a few of them that say, "No, no, it'll be okay." <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, hand me your cigars. I'm bagging them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no because sure. I don't want you coming back in. These are crusty. Yeah. I don't want you coming back to me the next day going, "Ah, oh, this is dry." Right. Well, because you didn't take the bag with you. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and Jake had a good question. He wanted to ask. I'll let him ask okay. um, before we get Michael. Well, I had a, a few pipe questions, actually. Okay. Um, one is uh, filter or no filter for your pipe? Uh, I am not a big, for me personally, I am not a big filter fan. Uh-huh. Um, a, a lot of that has to do with copious amounts of bourbon one night. <laughs> <laughs> a little I, bit of slobber in there? No, I forgot that, the, uh, I, forgot that I had a filter in the, uh, in the pipe, and uh, I'd already... Uh, I was already on my uh, well into my four three my four three finger glass of, uh, of uh, some Wellers with some friends and uh, Wellers, it, it gurgled and I stuck the oh. rammed the pipe cleaner down in there and oh no <laughs> <laughs> tried to pull it it would not open it would not pull out I'm like okay that's done I had to set it down and uh, you know let the pipe completely cool. Wow. And uh, pulled the uh, you know the next day it involved some pliers and and some and some creative uh, creative language. To, to <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> and, and vocabulary enrichment. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're, not, we're not going to get into my vocabulary. <laughs> some verbal you're, you're, coaxing. Yeah, your yeah. your audience will go to zero. <laughs> what about you guys? Do Jake, you like filters? <laughs> no, I, I I always tell Sean and I, if I buy a pipe and I take it apart. I see it filled immediately. I throw it away. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Immediately. So, what other questions did you have? Well, um, dedicated pipes for different blends. Do you have like I have one that I use for like flavored tobaccos that I'll smoke, and then I have one for specifically for my English tobaccos. Uh, I uh, yes, I will. I will agree to that. I've got some tobaccos that are. I've got some pipes that are dedicated directly for Virginias. I've got some that are di uh, directly dedicated for Latakias. Uh, I've got other pipes that are just aromatic, and then I've got some pipes that I just, I just run and gun. I don't yeah. care. I don't care what goes through it. They're like your utility pipe. Yeah. Right. yeah. So it's you know I, you know I use a you know I'm a big Peterson fan, and uh, I get real picky about my bowls and bowl shapes with them, mm -hmm. and. Uh, a lot of the times, uh, I try to go with a taller bowl, uh, uh, more of a chimney style. Uh -huh. That's you know, that's just kind of like, for me, it's just perfect for no matter what kind of tobacco I run through it. But I've got some, uh, I've got some pipes that are strictly dedicated to Virginias and Virginia Periques, and those are almost a like a, a volcano shape. They're a oh, yeah. v, uh, they're a V shape in there. Mm -hmm. Those work really well for uh, uh, for. Uh, for that type of tobacco, the um, and I got a customer. Uh, uh -oh. <laughs> my, uh, 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 but you know the wider bowls that's got the U in the bottom and everything. Yeah. They seem to work really well for aromatics. Aromatics, okay. right, right. 
And then I have a, a final question for now. Uh, so deep cleaning your pipe, do you use whiskey or rum to clean your pipes? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, let me, I'll come back and answer that one okay. in a second. So, excellent. So, 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 Sean, I have no idea what, what yeah, we're, so we're, we're, we're We're probably like three hours. We're, we're at, this is, like I said, this is going to be our longest episode yet. We're at an hour and a half, which is, we're going to start wrapping this up. Um, again, we appreciate you guys staying with us. Uh, if you got to split it up into two segments, you know, hey, it's, I promise you it's worth it. This um, has been more than I could have asked for it to be. You know, I, I can't thank Jake and and, and, and uh Chase, Chase. And, and Michael. Sorry, I got all these names going on in my head. <laughs> I can't, you know, Jess, I can't thank everybody enough for, for taking time out of their day to come and spend it with us, talk about pipes and cigars. And, and uh, uh, again, you know, like I said, you know, you probably hear a little emotion in my voice because it just it means a lot to me. And uh, uh, there, there's not many other people that I would like to spend an evening with. You know, I've got friends at the table that I've known for Longer than I haven't known him. You know, Jake, Jake is the one that I heard first say that. He said uh, he's known me longer than he hasn't known me. So, um, And then we've got our, our new friend Chase here that's, that's uh, part of the Smoke and Sounds family now. And, and, you know, like I said, we've been visiting the tobacco pouch for a long time. And uh, so Michael's going to come back over. I'm going to let him answer that uh, last question, and then we'll get this thing wrapped up. So uh, I think you guys were talking about cleaning a pipe with brandy or whiskey or something like that. And he, he answered in the affirmative. <laughs> now, I usually have brandy while I'm cleaning my pipes, but I don't think that's what you meant. <laughs> You're cleaning uh, your no. pipes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so brandy is, that's really sticky. Probably not the, uh, probably not the best thing to uh, clean the pipe. Uh -huh. uh, but I am a big fan of bourbon. Bourbon, scotch, vodka, or the uh, the every every uh, ever ubiquitous uh, uh, oh good God Everclear Everclear Everclear, uh, Everclear is straight so, alcohol <laughs> yeah so but I will uh, I will warn you if you're using a if you're using alcohol grain alcohol to clean your pipe. Please be careful. Do not drop it on the finish of the pipe. A lot yes. of the a lot of the finish on the pipe is a that is an alcohol-based stain that they use. Mm. Uh, uh, if you don't know it, uh, uh, the staining that they use on a lot of pipes is basically it's a leather dye. It's fibers. Oh wow! Or fibrings, or however you want to pronounce yeah. it. Uh, so, but that is a that's an alcohol-based stain, and. Uh, uh, if you drop alcohol on it, guess what's going to happen? You're going to have drips and runs, and you're mm -hmm. going to be oh, pissed. Man. And you're going to come to me going, how do I fix this? And I'm going to laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> First, you start by laughing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to laugh. Like, Let me show you to the new pipes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's how you fix that. You, you, you get a new pipe mm -hmm. and throw the other one away. Yeah. Well, you no, you can, no, you, you can, can actually get get that stuff fixed you just got to find a reputable uh reputable pipe repair person mm -hmm. uh and tell them hey i screwed up and uh now you're going to pay for it they're probably going to ding you anywhere from you know 35 bucks to 100 dollars to refinish it mm -hmm. but yeah it'll, they'll make it look pretty again and what about rum uh rum is 
I have cleaned my pipes with rum, specifically 151 when it was still available. <laughs> but for the most part, like uh, a lot of the rums are like, you know, it's kind of like brandy. They're a little sticky. Okay. They're a little, they're a little sugary. So uh, not the best thing in the world, but it'll do in a pinch, especially if your pipe soured out. And, yeah. and you know, it's just gross coming out the... Uh, after you load it and you take a couple puffs and it's like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, uh, then a good, uh, a good, uh, a, a good thing to do is you know is dump everything out of the pipe, set it aside, find another pipe, light it up, and get after it, and then uh, take your little bit, you know, your favorite bourbon, uh, bourbon, vodka, Everclear, whatever, not beer. Oh, never <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> just filthy. And, uh, right. I mean, and just, just throw uh, it away. Yeah, dip, yeah. Uh, be dip, uh, dip, oh, yeah. A, dip a pipe cleaner in there and uh, run it down through the uh, run it down through the stem, down through the shank. Take another one, du- uh, double it over, uh, dip it in the alcohol, rub it around in the bowl real good. Okay. Set your pipe aside. Don't touch it for 24 yes. hours. Yes. 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 And that will solve about. 98% of sour pipe. Okay. Excellent. And then if it's, uh, but if it still doesn't get rid of it, come talk to me. Uh, I will walk you through uh, what is uh, known as the professor's pipe sweetening treatment. And uh, Are you the professor? No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, there was a magazine years and years and years ago. Uh, you still find it online a little bit. Um, but it was the pipe smokers of Fearmus, and hmm. the uh, one of the articles in there uh, was uh, titled "The Pipe Smoker, uh, the Professor's uh, Pipe Treatment." So basically, what you do is you uh, load, uh, you stick your uh, pipe cleaner down through the stem, you load the bowl with kosher salt, and then you put a few drops of Everclear. Uh, bourbon or vodka in there now if you do the everclear uh be very 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 careful because that will dry your pipe out rapidly and it could cause it to crack uh-huh. but uh that will that will clean uh, that you know the 98 percent you know that two percent that should kill it you know for certain and then if there's still a problem um then that's when you go the radical route, load your pipe up, uh, take the stem off, load the bowl up with activated charcoal, throw it in the oven for about 175 degrees for an hour. Really? Wow. I've never heard of that. Me either. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah, well, I've, I've cleaned some nasty, nasty pipes <laughs> over the years. So. so I take, this is probably something you should know if you're going to start getting into like estate pipes. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so I don't mess with estate pipes here at the shop because a lot of people, they bring them in. Right. You never know. And it's like, yeah, this was my granddaddy's. I want to sell it. And <laughs> I'm looking at it, and the, you know, the, the, the heel of the pipe is, a, you know, maybe a penny thickness because it's been burned out so mm-hmm. much. It's like, got a cake I, an inch thick. Yeah, a cake <laughs> inch thick. It's like I can't fix that. You know, it's not worth. You know, it's not worth my. Uh, it's not worth my time, trouble, and effort to clean that up and then try to resell it. Right. You know, plus, you know, plus I get guys that come in and. You know, you know, they want two hundred dollars, and I'm like, I'll, oh, give no. you, I'll give you a buck to get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'll give you a dollar if you go away. <laughs> well, well, unfortunately, we, we got to wrap this up. But oh gosh, uh, I, so I I meant to ask this earlier. So overall, what's the biggest selling pipe tobacco in the store? 
Oh, God. Um, so, uh, some people will agree, some won't, will not, but my uh, the best-selling pipe tobacco overall, and not just my shop, but probably across the nation, is 1Q. 1Q. And then, uh, then follow that up by uh, Lane's BCA. Uh, that's, a, that's a constant fight in the shop. Uh, time, I, time I run my reports and everything, I've got one month that I've sold more 1Q than BCA. Other months I've got more BCA than 1Q. So, yeah, uh, overall, nationwide, your top sellers are uh, 1Q and then BCA. And uh, I, have, I have also, me personally, I have walked out of shops because they did not have 1Q or BCA on the shelves. And I was like, evidently, you don't know what yeah. you're doing. You don't care to the people, clearly. <laughs> right. well, uh, yeah, well, you know, you have some of those, you know, mega bougie types, you know, so, you know but, uh, yeah, I love 1Q. That's... Um, that and that and um, believe it, or not, good old Prince Albert yeah. were, was what I started smoking when I was less than 18, and uh, I'm quite a bit more than 18 now. So, yeah. but One Q and Prince Albert were were the kind of the standards for a while. Yeah. Uh, now, if I remember reading right, Prince Albert went away, and. But I've also seen where it maybe came back. I'm not sure. It, it, the Middleton is now producing it, but they're they're actually uh, they're using tobacco from the Dominican Republic. Okay. Mm. So, so it, it has a different kind of flair now than it did. But they got rid of that French liqueur topping. Yeah. Which I made me mad. I'm like, okay, you need to. That, that's why I started smoking it. You know. Okay. So uh, in my shop uh, from Sutliff, they did a match to it and it's called Duke Albert not Prince ah, Albert oh, okay. and that is I'm going to say that's probably about a 99% match ooh going yeah, to have to try that next time that out. Yeah. So, oh my gosh Prince right Albert. on I haven't been able to find any yeah. there you so, go so, well, yeah, uh, well so a lot of the old favorites just you know Velvet Prince yeah, Albert some of those codger blends yeah you know they've just you know uh, I had somebody I have we were talking about uh, uh, five brothers or five guys earlier five brothers okay. right on. and uh you know and you can like, still find that online yeah if you know if you like if you're into shaving your tongue <laughs> oh man i tell you i i have a i have a i have a pipe dedicated to five to five brothers yeah you guys are talking about dedicating pipes i have one that's only for five brothers because uh it's the only one i trust yeah so there's a now you're you're talking about pipe tobaccos and strong pipe tobaccos and stuff, you know, stuff that's just, oh, my God, what did I get into? Uh, there was a stuff back in the day called Condor. I've heard of it. Never never had the opportunity. Okay, if, if you ever find it, if anybody ever has it and they offer you a bowl of it, take your most hated cob, load it up, and smoke it. Is that right? <laughs> your most it, hated cob. And then throw the cob away. See, I have that. you'll never get the flavor out. See, I have that experience. Or, smo or smoke it in a mirror show. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> See, I have that same experience with uh, uh, with uh, mixture number seventy nine. Yeah. Has has that weird kind of old lady smell to oh, it. Like it's, it's licorice. Or, yeah. It's weird. It's, it's like, like whorehound or something. Yeah. Right. It's like ugh. And, and I actually I did. I I sat and I, I had a cob. I apologized to it. I said, you know, I never should have done that to you. You deserved better. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I I actually brought that on. Uh, I actually brought that in the shop and put it on the shelf, and I sold quite a bit of it. Is that so, right? Yeah. Bunch of weirdos in Tulsa. Yeah, yeah well, no, no, no. <laughs> no. You're talking about you're talking about codger blends. Uh, That's a codger blend. Yeah. Right on. Because now my my two my 
my favorite are Prince Albert and Sir Walter Raleigh and the yeah. Raleigh Aromatic. Uh, again, grew up on those. Uh, I remember you could be at the grocery store and get those, and so that's how I got to know them and and uh, just just love them. You know, yeah. simple, basic. But yeah, I got to try me some Duke Albert. Me yep. too. Yeah. Yep, give that a shot. Yeah. Uh, if you're a Prince Albert fan and uh, and uh, you, you're missing that flavor, that taste, and that aroma, uh, you know, come by here or whatever, whatever tobacco shop you're at. Ask them if they've got the Duke Albert. Oh yeah, definitely. We will definitely do that. Well, well, brother Sean. Yeah. Let me. I'm gonna slide back in here, and and uh, we got definitely got one couple things. Definitely got a couple of things I want to bring up here. Sorry, I wanted to get closer to the mic. Um, I can't thank Michael enough again for 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 being such a gracious host oh, and, okay, and allowing okay. us uh, to come in and do this. Thank you Absolutely. so much to Jake and Chase for for joining us um, again. Um, Please, gentlemen, if you have anything or any anything at all you want to plug, please feel free. I, Now's the time. Yes, you know. I just wanted to mention that. I just did a punch on this uh, nub for the yes. first time. Okay. Loved it. Yeah. So it's something I'm definitely going to keep experimenting with. It's uh, one of the reasons I really like the double guillotine cut is mm -hmm. because you get such a good draw off of it. Yeah. But with the nub being a 60 ring gauge anyways, even the punch, you still get a good draw off of it, but it kind of like sort of like focuses the flavor and kind of like strengthens it a little bit. Yeah. And that's like the it. thing too, that I, I'm always, I feel like it's, it's, not something you ever master the perfect cut right you know it's right. because you're gonna hopefully be enjoying many many cigars uh and you're gonna have a robusto you're gonna have a toro you're gonna have a churchill right. you're gonna have a gordo you're gonna have all these things that because i'm i'm really a big fan of the v cut mm -hmm. you know but there are some um of the gordo cigars that it's harder to get that good v cut with right um right. well and with a lower ring gauge i feel like you almost have to sort of guillotine it because i've kind of run into like with that Hoyo de Montoya after the first third of it I could barely draw off of it and I had yeah. to use like my pipe tool really to kind of poke it through poke a yeah. Hole wow. yeah and I yeah. had to do that a couple times and uh, I've never had that with a higher ring gauge cigar so it's something I kind of ran into excellent and I and I always tell myself you know oh it's you know it's starting to get into the colder months here in Tulsa and and uh, uh, maybe I should look at more some of like the nubs or the robustos and you know things that are going to be a little bit quicker smoke yeah and I just can never bring myself to do it. I just, I, I love the big ring gauge cigars. Absolutely love them. Um, Jake, what do you got? You got anything you want to mention or plug or anything we didn't cover? I think we covered uh, most of the personal stuff when we began. Yeah. But I did try this HGL and I like it. Yeah. Oh, man, it is fantastic. And, and, and I think I heard right. That's Michael, that's out of your personal. That's out of my stuff. Yeah, that's out of my private stuff. Man. Well, th thank you again for, thank you. for allowing that to happen. Uh, it sounds like everybody really enjoyed that. Um, so, all right. Well, Justin, what do you got? You got anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Oh, no. Just, uh, hey, be, be staying tuned for uh, next week. We're having another really, really big shoe. Yes, and we will not be at the Carhole Lounge again. Again. <laughs> hey, so. and listen, make sure you subscribe to Smoking Sounds uh, on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social medias at Smoking Sounds Pod. Um, Chase, give your handle again there for for Instagram. Mine is uh, pipes and underscore and underscore sticks. There you so go, pipes and sticks. We want to get you guys as many. You know, you can find the Tulsa Rumblers at Rumblers or at Tulsa Rumblers. Jake's on there. He's the Horsehide Historian. Um, but listen again, we appreciate all the support from from Cowboy and 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 uh, the Crazy Gringo and and 
Cigars with Alvin or Cigars with Kevin, Big Al. All you guys absolutely appreciate the support. Love you guys. Um, but that's a wrap on today's episode of Smoking Sounds. Thanks again to everybody who tuned in. And remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social medias at Smoking Sounds Pod. And uh, to make sure you never miss a beat or, or a draw. draw. Uh, thanks again for everybody for tuning in to an all new episode of Smoking Sounds. <laughs>